And what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the Bear Down Podcast, episode uh, 136 today. We'll do a recap of Week 7's football games and a preview of um, the Week 8 games. Two weeks rec- left in the regular season. Um, I'm your host again tonight. S- beside me is the legend of the league, Tommy Savaro. Tommy, how you doing tonight? Feeling good. Feeling good. Um, good week of games. Lot uh, We saw Florida get their first win. We saw um, Oklahoma State kind of keep the ball rolling with a big W against the top-ranked Michigan. Um, and Notre Dame, Joe Piscopo, honestly blowing the doors off of Sam Allen. So, a um, lot to get into. I guess we'll start it up right away. We'll start with Penn State against uh, SCLSU. I was refing the other game. I obviously watched the film, so I'll let you start on this one. All right. So, we know that Dan Dexter didn't uh, play Show this up. week. Yep. And uh, his fill-in was... Mascara? Yeah, Matt Mascara. I liked what I saw from Matt. I think he could play quarterback in this league. I see him make a lot of tough throws. He hangs in the pocket. He delivers the ball in tight windows, and, and he you know throws a beautiful ball. Uh, he had kind of a, a letdown. One of his receivers dropped a big touchdown pass. Yeah, wide open. Wide open, yep. you know, right in his hands. You know, that, that could have changed the game. Uh, I thought he played well. I mean... Obviously, you know, first time playing in the league, uh, he didn't use his lineman as much. But you know, that's something you get to learn when you play in the league. I think if he if he furthered, you know, played a little more, got a little bit more used to it, I, I think he could be a factor in this league. I talked to Matt after the game, and it's crazy. You said that he didn't use his line. He said the first thing he said to me was, "I just need to use my line more. I yeah. have to treat them all like tight ends." I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "I was like, yeah, it's a big part of the league. Obviously, you'll get that." I think always just running the ball is always effective. Yeah, listen, yeah, um, good mobility. I thought he played well though. I, I thought he played well with the tape that I saw. You said the big drop touchdown. He had two touchdown passes early to Christian Elvina in the first half. Penn State was kind of controlling this game a little bit it felt um I probably felt like I wasn't watching it but they were up in the game until uh the big sack safety by Spo to get the ball that, back that turned it around 13 to 8 Alvina leaves at halftime right out of half Spo gets the safety to make it 13-8 kind of give the mud dogs momentum Mikey comes down throws a touchdown to uh, Damien 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 yeah, after after flying off the field uh, comes back on and makes the game-winning touchdown catch for the team. Um, what, do you want to talk about what happened? Yeah, you know, listen, Mike, Mike, Mike is a very emotional player. And, you know, he doesn't have a filter. And he'll fly off the handle sometimes and, and you know, starts pointing fingers. And I think Damien just, you know, he got accused of something and, and you, know, you know, gets into a mic and Mike says, get off the field. And that was it. You know, there's so much you could take. I'm not a big advocate of, of you know, uh, undressing a player in front of everybody. I'm not. I'm not big on that. You got something to say? You take it to the sideline, talk to him personally, or even after the game, talk to him. Don't air your dirty laundry out in front of everybody. It just gives you know the other team a little momentum, and it gives it gives them reason to talk. That's what I wouldn't do. Anyway, Damien got all pissed off. Left, you know, says I'm out of here. Took his cleats off. He's ready to walk off the field. You know. I don't like seeing that, so I went over and I talked to Damien and told him, listen. Of course you did. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, I know. No, I know. Spo, right Spo had a, a little, uh, <laughs> you know, the yes. limitation of me. Yeah, but that, that's okay. That's all in good fun. The truth of the matter is, Damien's one of the best, if not the best, you know, lineman in the league. Yeah. And, you know, to win, you need Damien on the field. And I told him that. I said, your team, you fuck what Mike said. Because, you know, in this case, I, again, I think Mike is wrong. I think he'll tell you himself that he was wrong for doing it. That's just the way he plays. And I told him, I said, this is the way Mike is. You know this. I said, but your team needs you, and you have a shot to win this game. Yeah. And look, he comes back on the game, and he, and he scores the winning touchdown. Yeah, he scores the game-winning touchdown. Um, 
was a really high spirited, a lot of shit talking this game. Uh, Harnish, Alvina, and Johnny were kind of talking that shit to Mikey, and they had reason to. They were winning a lot of this yeah, game. I'm, I'm kind of upset Alvina left at halftime, right? Yeah, Alvina had to leave at halftime. I think he had fatherly duties to uh, uphold. Uh, un- to. Understood, understood. Uh, uphold too, but um, he played a phenomenal game. He scored two touchdowns in the first half. Yeah. Um, you got to think what the game, this game could have turned into if Alvina was able to stay. Um, and. I thought the Mud Dogs did a decent job holding off Harnish and Elvina. I don't think they got any sack. Oh no, Harnish had two sacks, but Elvina didn't have any in the first half. So um, they do a good job blocking for Mikey, giving him time. Mikey tried to Swags run. Swags did a good job. Yeah, no, I listen. I think that Penn State played very well in this game, and I thought Matt Mascara played pretty well. Mikey and the champs were kind of just able to pull it out at the end of the game. Yeah, that, um, that's just veteran leadership there, yeah. and you know, veteran team. Uh, I, I I made sure I went over to Matt after the game and told him I thought he played a, a great game, and I'd like to see a little bit more of him, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I'm also in favor of maybe Matt Mascara starting. We we're game planning for both this week. We're ready for either one of them playing. Um, they 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 definitely play as a team, Penn State, and they definitely they. They get together. They got around Matt playing quarterback, so um, they have a big. Te- they have two games this week, so they got a big test ahead of them. Um, I'll do the stats. Oh, driving! I had the game winning interception. Actually, that's how the game ended. Um, Mikey, eleven to twenty-two, one hundred seven yards, two touchdowns and a pick, fifty-one rushing yards, five tackles and a pass breakup. Damian had two catches for eighteen yards and a touchdown and a sack. Spo had two catches for eleven yards and the sack safety. Um, the turnaround point the of the game. The turnaround point yeah. of the game, for sure. Paul Carter, three catches, 38 yards. Also had three rushes for 22 yards. TJ Angstad was four for 40 and a touchdown. Drivenak had an interception and two pass breakups. And Melvin Molina had an interception and a pass breakup. For Penn State, Matt Mascara was 10 for 24, 106 yards, two TDs, two picks. Uh, also had two rushes for 17 yards and had an interception himself. Emmerich had two catches for 28 yards and three pass breakups. Harnish had two sacks. And five tackles. Christian Dexter finished with three tackles. Um, Johnny Elite had four for 16 and a pass breakup. Uh, Motori caught a pass for six yards. And Christian Ovina had three catches for 56 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. Um, next game, Notre Dame against Iowa. Um, this game lacked defense for a, a, for the, a large portion of the first half. Um, I think there were six plays, seven plays total. And... It was three or four touchdowns on the board combined for both teams. Um, game started out hot. Notre Dame kind of found their rhythm. At the end of the first half, took a two-touchdown lead into the half, got it to 26-12, to, to 12, um, and they just never turned back. Um, they Joe Pisco played another great game of quarterback. He uh, he looks He's back in midseason form, in that Dartmouth form. He looks really good. Um, Rich Ritter was another absolute animal in this game. Um, finished, had a touchdown, interception, a bunch of pass breakups. He was kind of everywhere. I thought he was the difference maker in this game. I thought he made plays when they needed him to. Um, as for Iowa, I, I talked to you guys up all year, but kind of have to stop doing that now. You guys are 2-5. and five. Um, Doesn't look like you can really stop much right now. I know you played well against Dexter's team two weeks ago, but um, you gave up 46 in this game. To Notre Dame, who in the last couple weeks has not put up that many points. I think they've only put up uh, 12, 24, and maybe one other like lower score. Um, so they kind of let Piscopo get that coming out party. Um, 
get him really going on offense. He had an absolute masterful game of quarterback, ran for three touchdowns, threw for two, had a pick six of his own. He was an absolute animal. Um, Sam Allen is doing a great job scheming guys open, but we're having a problem executing. I'm not sure what it is. I think the line's playing okay. I think Sam... um, I think Sam would tell you he could be playing better, but I don't think he's playing... I don't think he's the only reason why they're losing right now. Um, I think... They just kind of need to execute better on the line. The loss of Billheimer is tough, but they did have Johnny Samarco playing this week. Um, they had a heavy line personnel package. Like, not package, I'm saying like, like a roster. They had like four or five linemen on their team this week, so they were kind of um, lacking at skill position players. So Matt and Sean kind of had to try to pick up the slack. They each scored touchdowns in this game. Matt had two. Sean had a touchdown as well. Um, I kind of just think that Iowa needs to figure it out on defense. Yeah. They only have two games left. I think they're absolutely most they're both must wins, um, and they have to come out and kind of get the job done these next two weeks. Yeah, uh, the, the, the league is on notice. Piscopo, you know, he's rounding out into form, and you know, when he gets going, he's going to be trouble for the league. Uh, I love to see that he, you know, he came in and he, he was able to pick it up so so quickly. I think, uh, like you said, he's in midseason form. Uh, one thing about Iowa. Uh, Sam, every week we come here and we call you out to play well against, you know, some of the other elite quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I think no one prepares better for a, a game, game plans better on both sides of the ball. It's just like you said, it comes down to execution and, and Sam's not getting the job done right now. Um, yeah, this, I believe this season, the one big win you got against an elite quarterback is against Tommy. Uh, yeah, Iowa did beat Michigan, season, right? Yeah, yeah. It was their only, uh, loss coming into this, this week's game. Yeah. I gotta see more of that. I gotta see more of the way you played that game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you get it back, or what you did right in that game that you're not doing right in the other games. But you gotta get that back. And you gotta figure it out quick. Yeah, or else you might miss the playoffs. Yeah, Iowa is on the outside looking in right now. Um, they kind of need to figure it out in a hurry. They gotta play Jarrock Oaksterdam team. Luckily, they will be playing Oaksterdam on the second game of, of a of a doubleheader for the for Oaksterdam. So maybe that'll help Iowa um, in that game. I think if Iowa is going to make a run, they have to win these next two games, and they have to um, they have to play good defense. They haven't been playing good enough defense to win, and they need to improve on that. And I think Sam is capable of putting up points, but if the defense is putting up forty six, it's hard to win in yeah. any in any league of any any five football. If your defense is putting up forty six, yeah. But at the same time, your offense has got to be able yeah. to stay on the field and Agreed. you know and put some points up. This way, it takes a little pressure off the defense. I agree. Um, all right, I guess that's really all in this game. I thought I thought the line played great for Notre Dame. I thought that Rob Reddington had a key. He had three huge catches in this game at Battle Call touchdown. Um, I thought it was an overall really good team performance by um, Notre Dame. Stats, Sam Allen, 13 of 21, 182 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. Also had a pass breakup and three tackles. Uh, Giants and Marco had one catch for five yards and a sack. Jarwa has sack. Held catchless. Um, probably first time all season. Sean McDonald, four catches for 60 yards. Also had a 45-yard rushing touchdown and two pass breakups. Matt Iavino had five catches for 62 yards and two touchdowns and also had an interception. Jiggy had a catch for 18 yards and two pass breakups. And Steve Holcomb had two catches for 37 yards and a touchdown. For Notre Dame, Piscopo was 12-24, 178 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Also had five rushes for 55 yards and three touchdowns rushing. Also had a pick six and a pass breakup. Austin had two sacks, one being a safety. Rich Ritter had six catches for 64 yards and a touchdown. Also had a 23-yard rushing touchdown. Also had an interception and three pass breakups. Big game for Rich Ritter. 
Uh, Douglas had two catches, eight yards, and two sacks. Frankie had four tackles. Rob Reddington had three catches for 83 yards and three tackles. Uh, Justin Suarez had three tackles. And Matt Battle had one catch for 23 yards and a touchdown. And Dylan Perrone had a sack. All right. Next game. Um, We'll start with... Rutgers against Florida. Did you see this one? Because I was refing. No, I, was, I didn't get a chance to see Okay, this I watched the film, so I guess I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, Deshaun was really good. Um, he was very decisive with the ball. He was finding his lineman, Matt Hughes, who's subbing for Buddy for the rest of the season. Um, he is. He was finding Mikey Freeman, who got an injury early in, this, in, the, in the game, came back, scored two touchdowns, and had an interception. Uh, he was a monster in this one. I thought... That Deshaun's team, honestly, they came in with a little bit of plan and they executed well. Amir played really well. He scored a touchdown too. Had a big boy, had a big boy touchdown for Amir. Long catch and run. Matt Green scored a touchdown. They had an overall great effort. Deshaun was very calm in the pocket. Um, this was a game that Deshaun was like, all right, I'm not going, I'm not gonna go winless again in this league. Comes out, gets a win against the Rutgers team that Honestly, this was the game they needed to win because they played me in the second game of their back-to-back doubleheader because they're not playing this week. And uh, they kind of laid an egg. I kind of a little disappointed in Rutgers. Um, they were without a couple of key guys, um, with Al-Rashad, without Anas, um, two of their linemen. So they definitely were at a slight disadvantage in this game roster-wise. But um, everyone kind of throughout the season gets a bad roster from time to time. So um, they, they weren't able to rally the troops that they had. I thought they played tough against uh, Florida. I think that if there were a couple plays that uh, didn't go their way, that Florida made a couple of really nice plays, a couple of interceptions, a couple of pass breakups, um, the game could have been a little different. But overall, I think Florida did a really good job controlling the pace of the game, and Deshaun did a good job to make sure he got his first win of the season. What was tough for, for Rutgers moving the ball? Was it the passing game? No, I thought they moved the ball pretty well. I thought they moved the ball all right. Um, but... A lot of fourth downs and shorts. They didn't convert. They got inside. They got into the red zone once twice and didn't score. They had a touchdown callback by a, like a very blatant flag guard. Um, I thought they moved the ball okay. He threw for a hundred and ran for seventy. So they got one hundred seventy yards of offense, which isn't which isn't like low. Wouldn't say it's a great day offensively, but um, what was the final? Uh, Thirty-seven to nineteen or thirty-eight nineteen. Oh, the um, defense. Yeah, really, yeah. No, Deshaun's team played really not- well. Yeah, uncharacteristic. Usually, Rutgers plays good day. Yeah, it seemed like maybe I'm not saying say Rutgers wasn't prepared for this game, but I get maybe maybe they were looking forward to my the game against us, and they didn't take they overlooked Florida. The... Yeah, they overlooked Florida because Florida was 0 six coming in. I'm not accusing or saying anything like that, but Abdul didn't play his best game, and he would tell you he didn't play his best game. Uh, Bigford got eight targets, which you love to see, but he only was able to catch three of them. Probably some uncatchable. Um, um, I just think with Rutgers now being three and five, last week is an absolute must win, and you still might be on the outside outside looking in if a bunch of other teams also finish with four wins. Um, reminder: it'll go by point differential unless there's a clear head to head over multiple teams. Um, yeah, Deshaun, they're not losing fight. They can finish the season three and six. Probably won't make the playoffs, but. They come out there and be, play spoiler for the teams that you play against. Uh, they have two big game, two games the last two weeks. So, you know, Deshaun, Deshaun's going to come out and try to ball out for his squad. Um, if you're Rutgers, take this week off. Enjoy Thanksgiving. But uh, after Thanksgiving, you got to go out there and get a win. 
stats. Abdul, 12 of 25, 103 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Also had 10 rushes for 65 yards and a touchdown. Had a pick six of his own. Uh, four tackles and a pass breakup. Uh, Latempa had two tackles. Omar had two catches for 17 yards. Youssef had one catch for three yards. Uh, Bigford had three catches for 19 yards and a touchdown. Mosakar had two catches for 36 yards. Amaray had a catch for 10 yards. And Johnny uh, Samarco filled in for them at three catches for 18 yards and um, a sack. For Deshaun, 13 of 20, 186 yards, four touchdowns. Six uh, rushes, 83 yards, two touchdowns. Also had two pass breakups, a sack, and an interception. Big stat sheet, stat sheet stuffer on this day. Matt Hughes, two catches for 32 yards and two sacks. Um, Amir had three catches for 56 yards and a touchdown. Mikey Freeman had four catches, 65 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, Hader had a catch for five yards, and Matt Green had two catches for eight yards and a touchdown and seven tackles. Matt Green was a beast on defense in this game. I forgot to say that. All right, game you could talk about. Give me a break. Oklahoma State against Michigan. High-level matchup, bunch of amazing athletes on the field. What'd you say? What'd you like? What'd you dislike? All right, we all know that uh, IB is uh, Tommy's kryptonite. Uh, he's, yeah. ne- he's never beaten him. Now yeah. it's it's 5-0 and for IB. But here's the, here's the twist. IB wasn't quarterback. IB's playing receiver and still reigns on for four touchdowns. Yeah. Um, what I like to see, what I, what I love seeing in this game was uh, Augie going to IB uh, early and often. Uh, if you think about it, Michigan's got Tommy, and, and, and I'm sorry, they got Paulie. And Tommy it, it goes out of his way, makes sure Paulie gets the ball. Because that's your playmaker, and he's playing MVP-type ball. Another three touchdowns this, this game. Yep. Um, all he's got, one on each side. He's got IB, and he's got Justin. Yep. Let that ball go. Let it fly. You got, These guys will make plays for you, mm-hmm. both of them. Augie was a beast in this one. Yeah, that's what I like to see. I want to see more of that. You know, a lot of less predictable stuff. Let's, you know, let's air it out. Let's get that ball downfield. Let's open it up. I like when he had uh, early in the game, he he completed a bomb to IB at one-on-one coverage. I'm taking that risk. I think it's better than 50-50 when you throw up to a guy like IB. I agree. So, you know what? You see the good teams. You see Michigan do that all year with Paulie. Let's, Let's do it, Augie. Keep 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 doing it. Keep rolling. Another another big battle in the trenches. Dan Carmona and, and Malozzi. Yeah, that was. Uh, there, there were bodies flying. Yeah, I promise you that. One. And you know what? The best part about it was they they were totally cool with it. I mean, at each play, if one got the best of the other, they come over. They you know. Yeah. No, say, was, not, you know, uh, pat was, each other on the ass. Say, hey, let's go. Very you know, good friendly competition. Yeah, in the and, and, yeah. A lot of talking. There's still a lot of talking. You know. And I hear you know Dan say, I promise you, I'm in this play, and you know Malozzi come right back. You know. Great, you know. Uh, listen, Malozzi got in for a couple of sacks. Yeah, you know, he plays a monster. Plays plays fast as a big man. Uh, he's picked up his game the last couple of weeks, and look what's happening. OSU's, you know, they're on a winning a mini winning streak here. Yeah, Malozzi has been a big playmaker for Beast. Oklahoma State. Kind of not like it's not always the flashiest, but he forces the fumble last week on Suroff. Yeah, this week he couple has of big three sacks, sacks yeah. and a pass breakup. Malozzi probably played his best game this week um, in two years, two seasons in Beardown. Um, you love to see it. Yeah, and that was a tough matchup against them. Very, very tough matchup with a good offensive line. They were missing, uh, Michigan was missing Dean and Rags in this game. Um, we're playing with seven, had a sub, and Anthony Rodriguez playing online. Um, not, that's, I'm not taking that away from them, but Michigan definitely has a better line than what they threw out there on sat on Saturday. Oklahoma State, though, IB was an absolute monster, monster in his game. He dominated it, scored four touchdowns at over 100 yards. He was an absolute animal. Um, 
it was a quiet day from Justin, but it's okay if IB is doing what he was doing. Justin was still making tackles, making color pass breakups. Um, he was out there, like he was out there guarding Pauly. Like he's doing a lot for this team, even if the stats don't show it. Augie played his best game of the season by far. Um, threw for 200 yards, only had four incompletions in this game for him. And one of them was to the other team, so he only three balls hit the ground. Yeah. Augie, I thought, had his best day of the season so far as well. Um, if you're Michigan, um, you're not worried about this loss because, like I said, you didn't have two of your linemen there. Um, and you still were great. They were unable to really contain Pauly as Pauly still scored three touchdowns, had seven catches, um, over 100 yards. It, it was this was a this was an absolute great this was a phenomenal game two very good teams high level competition all over Tommy was masterful in this game again I thought biggest plays of the game first drive for Michigan they're marching down the field they have the ball on the two yard line and the center snaps it 15 feet over Tommy's yeah, head now you have tough. third and goal now you have third and goal from the 20 instead of third and goal from the two change the game immediately um, also another game changing play in this game was Oklahoma State was up. 21 to 6 or 20 to 6 and had the ball and were marching and the center when he went to snap the ball it didn't move didn't move and right. Cardona fumble. picked it up for a fumble so like both teams had crazy plays that kind of went in the other other's favor but um a one score win 31-26 Tommy was fighting till the end one thing I didn't like in this game was A-Rod yeah, not blocking. Listen, I didn't like yeah, that. You know Five what? and one team, and you're complaining about not getting the you, ball when you, you have the MVP and a possible offensive player of the year. I don't like that out of any player in the league, and I don't like you. Sh you can't be doing that. He just didn't block on multiple plays. I understand maybe you're frustrated because you're losing and you haven't really gotten the ball as much, but like your volume has never really his volume has never been like that crazy. So like, yeah, I guess maybe he's talking because he was open. I'm not sure. I just didn't like seeing it because with a guy like Tommy, like he wants the protection. He likes to look down the field, survey the field, yeah. and. But uh, again, I've been blocking. It didn't I'm do anything. A, I'm not. I'm not cool with public displays of. Uh, I know we already talked about emotion that, like that. Yeah, we talked about it. In the hey, game we're gonna talk about the league. We gotta talk about everything. That no, absolutely, and especially at quarterback. Quarterback is your leader. You don't do that to him. You don't want to dress anybody on the field. Like I said, got a problem? Take it to the sideline. You know, talk privately. Yeah. Uh, I understand a rock plays with a lot of emotion, but that's just something you don't do. Yeah. You listen. You're on a team that that you know it's in first place. First you know, place? vying for, the, for for a number one position in the league. Uh, you can't be causing controversy in the locker room. You can't be doing that. And, and to be honest with you, stuff like that keeps you off some good teams sometimes. You know, it, it comes down to a draft pick and say, let's pick this guy. No, this guy is always on his quarterback at the first sight of uh, something going wrong. It's yeah. not the first time he's done it. He did it last year, too. I saw that. Didn't like it then. I don't like it now. I like A-Rod a lot. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great addition to the league. I yeah, I love A-Rod. This is not I, like no, hate on no, him. No, no hate. No hate at no, all. I just, love A-Rod. Just advice. And he knows I'm, I'm coming from the heart. You got to you gotta understand what you're doing here. You're on a really good team with a really good quarterback. Yeah, buy in. Don't. Yeah, yeah. Go, go all in. in on this. You could win a championship this year. 100%. But um, you, you got to be a part of that. You can't You can't be the, the guy that, that, you know, fucks up the chemistry. Yeah. I guess Tommy doesn't want to see IB in the playoffs. Nah, nah. I want to talk about one play. Yeah, Early yeah. in the game, uh, he had he had broken free from a, a, a good rush uh, uh, Tommy okay. and he had a clear shot downfield he had Paulie and Justin was on him so it's a 50-50 ball now he's been doing it all year and I liked it I'll take that chance too throws it up uh, Justin makes the play, bats the ball, and actually gets picked off by Denoya. Yes, that was a, four, a fourth down. Yes, right. Uh, to down. me, that was a big play. I, I don't blame time for doing it. Like I said, when I got my best player out there and it's 50-50, I'm yeah. taking that shot. And this is what I love to see. So I, and I've been saying it all week. I love to see that ball against Justin, see what happens. And, and Paulie caught two 50-50 balls for touchdowns. Exactly. So, and I, it, listen, 
it's not there's right, no right I'm saying it, did, it didn't but, take either one of those players out of their game they didn't change no. who they are Tommy came back and he was, he was great as he always is and Paulie came back three touchdowns yeah, Justin had a couple made a couple plays on him as well so yeah. it was a great battle we it was the back-to-back MVP against the current front runner for MVP right. Paulie now has 16 touchdowns through seven games I mean, listen. This is what happens when Paulie shows up every week. Like, like, actually, I'm, I'm just saying, physically shows up to yeah. the field, not even mentally and, or anything. Like that. And he plays on the defensive defensive side also. Yep. Um, yeah, this was an absolute, absolute great game. I was happy I got to rough it and watch the entire thing. Um, hope for more games like that going forward. Yeah. Augie, 17 of 21, 206 yards, five touchdowns, 32 rushing yards, had a sack and five. Uh, tackles. Justin, three catches, 44 yards, had two pass breakups and five tackles. And Mbimbo, MVP of the game, 11 for 139 and four touchdowns. Also had four tackles on defense. Love to see IB getting on the defensive side of the stat sheet. Malozzi finished with three sacks and a pass breakup. We already talked about him. Denoya had two pass breakups and an interception. Guzman caught a 13-yard touchdown. Leota had two catches for 10 yards and a sack. Overall, good team effort from Oklahoma State. For Michigan, Tommy, 18 of 27, 194 yards, three touchdowns. Also had five carries for 53 yards in a touchdown. Also had an interception on defense and three tackles. Paulie finished seven catches, 124 yards, and three touchdowns. Also had a pass breakup. Giuseppe finished with four catches for 36 yards. A-Rod finished with one catch for five yards and eight tackles. Remy, four catches, 11 yards. Um, and a pass breakup also had four tackles. John Edwards caught a 13-yard catch, had a sack. Aaron also had a sack. John Edwards also had a pass breakup and two tackles. And that is all. Uh, 11 o'clock games. All right, I'm going to have to talk about both of them because you left early. Trevor against Suroff, BC versus UNC. Uh, UNC was without Bowen in this game. Um... And I think they played with seven, maybe had eight, I'm not even sure. But uh, it didn't really matter who showed up because they just couldn't stop BC's offense. BC's offense went up and down the field on them. A couple times they just didn't score in the red zone. Um, Trevor got the ball out super fast, made the game very easy for his linemen, let his receivers make the plays. He was just throwing simple hitches the entire game, like over and over and over again. Um, In the beginning, I think they had Drew out there. Drew was dropping a little too far. Joey comes up. Joey's still like not dropping, but they were throwing like three or hitches and they were moving down the field. Uh, they hit he hit Kalka a few times on rollback like throwbacks the other way for mo- a good gains. Um, very good game. Will Saba was also a monster in this game, catching balls over the middle, making plays for the Boston College team. Um, three straight losses for UNC. Are you nervous about UNC and their potential this season? After starting four zero, we had them all had them in number one and number two. Disappointed. They came out as a team on fire, you know, getting to games early, preparing, uh, studying film, practicing. You know, it's what you want to see in a, in a team that's going to contend and to drop three straight and, you know, and against the opponents that, you know, you really should be beating. Uh, nothing taken away from BC. BC is a good team with yeah, a really good I quarterback. I talk about BC in a second. Uh, I, ju- I just think that uh, the way you were built, this, this team is built to win this year and yeah. to drop three straight really, you know, Makes you think. Yeah. Um, it does make you think what kind of team they are. I will note out that Bullen, JoJo, and Joe Pip have not played in the same week since week three. So, not there's no excuses. They they have to go out there and get the job done. But um, I'm a little nervous for them. I want to see how they come out this week against Notre Dame. But I want to talk about uh, BC and Garland. First of all, Garland, four games played, 15 touchdowns, no interceptions. 
absolutely lighting up the stat sheet, playing with great efficiency, getting the, the ball quick, being super decisive with the football. He has definitely taken a nice leap from last year to this year. I think he's playing a great season so far. I love Boston College. And they're a really, really, really good team. They are very well balanced. They have a very good line, and they have three skill position players that you could put up against any other three in the league with Brown, Will Saba, and uh, Mike Oliva. Yeah. I think their defense does a very good job of pulling flags. They don't let other teams get on broken plays. And I just think that they actually like have bought into playing the style of football that Garland wants to play. And I think that Mike Oliva gets the ball fed to him, and Garland does the, the smart things with the football. So... Um, I'm very high on this Boston College team, and I think that their ceiling is honestly championship. I, I agree. Uh, listen, uh, Trevor's played, and when he came back, he came back and he played injured. Yes. Uh, I, I thought he could have won the Rutgers game. He actually threw the, 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 I don't know if it was the go-ahead or the game-tying Game-tying, and it got dropped. And it yes. got dropped. Uh, and, again, he, he had no mobility that game. He was hurt and just stood in the pocket. He looks better now. Yeah, and, and, now. he's got to have his legs under him to be the, that complete quarterback, and I think he's playing great. Yeah, Garland is playing a very good game, very efficient game. Just getting there. It's like, I just love the getting the ball out of your hands quick into Saba's hands, into Aliva's hands, and just letting them do it. Um, you're putting less pressure on the already really good offensive line. So, um, the Calker brothers have been monsters this year. Mike Calker was a monster, had three pass breakups at the line of scrimmage. Um, Surov didn't do a good job moving the pocket at all. They didn't roll out one time. Nothing to take the defensive line and make them think they might have to do something else than what they were doing every single play. I want to see better game planning from Surov. We did, he, I know he got a practice in this week with some of his team. Um... But I'm really high on BC, and I'm a little um, lukewarm on UNC going forward. I kind of just want to see. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to see it again before yeah, I believe. I'm looking it. forward to seeing their game this First week. First Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's gonna be a good matchup. Really good game. Uh, Mike Corker, uh, early candidate for all Tommy team. Okay. <laughs> um, stats: Trevor Garland was 21 of 31, 180 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Had two rushing attempts for 10 yards. Mike Oliva had seven catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. Also, the pass breakup, Mike Kalka had those three pass breakups at the line. Alex Kalka had five catches, 44 yards, two sacks. Will Saba had five catches, 67 yards, a touchdown, two pass breakups, and five tackles. T.J. Brown, three catches, 34 yards, and a touchdown, and a pass breakup. And Randy Myers had a catch for five yards, and Beckham had a pass breakup. For... UNC, Sarov was 9 of 19, 121 yards, 2 picks. Also had 2 rushes for 4 yards. Pip had 5 catches, 60 yards, and 5 tackles. Dins had 4 catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. Also had 3 tackles. Joe Stulak had a 24-yard touchdown catch and 2 pass breakups. And Drew had 2 tackles. Last game of the day. Um, my game against Rutgers. We already talked about Rutgers. So I won't really harp on it, but oh, just just a question. What, I know that you know you're wary of uh, Abdul running. You went with a four man line. Four man line most of the game. And forced him to throw the ball. Forced him to just just to be quick with it. Okay. Figure out what you want to do fast when you have, when you speed a guy and, up and like that. How did he respond? Um, how did he respond? He only threw one interception, which was just a really bad throw. He just lobbed up in the middle and Mike just picked it off. But outside of that, we just pulled flags pretty well. He had a couple of like decent sized runs. He tried getting the rid of the ball fast. It felt like they had a little um, like miscommunications on what they were trying to do. But um, my defense, honestly, we hopped out to a twenty nothing lead and we kind of never looked back. We allowed two touchdowns kind of late on fourth downs. Um, 
they were probably definitely tired from the first game where they were because they were running around trying to make a point differential at the end. They weren't able to, but they were like moving really, literally up until the final whistle of the last game. So um, they were definitely tired in this one. You could tell I was running a little no, a little hurry up to kind of keep them on their toes, calling two plays in the huddle, stuff like that. They moved Bigford to quarterback for a little bit. Just I probably just to try it out. He did throw a touchdown, a beautiful ball to Abdul. I kind of like the idea of getting Bigford some snaps back there, just to kind of put the ball in his hands and let right. him cut around. And maybe he's not like he's not an idiot. Like he knows how to throw the football. I think that could be something that maybe Rutgers goes to in two weeks when they play against Iowa. Maybe a little more Bigford in the backfield action. But I think Abdul is still a fine quarterback. I'm not saying don't uh, don't like be quarterback Abdul, but you are also a very good receiver. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with you there. I'm a huge Abdul fan, and since the first uh, game I ever seen him play, I, I yeah, I, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't change quarterback this lo- late in the season. Yeah, lo- loved, loved the guy as an athlete. I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. I, I think the ball in his hand in space, uh, is, he could do damage. Uh, quarterback's a different animal to play. I, I know uh, a guy who plays quarterback wants the ball in his hands, you know, the majority of the game and makes his decisions. But if you haven't played the position before, it's tough to come in and say, all right, we're gonna. We're gonna play it, and we're gonna do this well. It's it's really tough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not saying I don't want to see him at quarterback. If he's gonna stay at quarterback, he's got to work on some different things. I would honestly love to see him for next season go back to receiver because I'd love to just I see him. I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. He's a fen- phenomenal athlete, phenomenal receiver, yeah. and I'm a huge fan. Uh, but if you're gonna play quarterback, you're gonna have to work on more things. Uh, and th- throwing the ball downfield is one of them. Yeah. Uh, if you got teams that are stacking the line and daring you to throw, then you got to respond. You yep, have to be able to respond. We did a really good job flag grabbing. That was a good little ramp by you, Tommy. Um, for my team, I'm still not really happy with how we're playing. I know we won by 20, but it, it didn't feel like we really were winning by 20 and 25 points at any time in the game. So um, we held a little bit of a practice. We had a, we had a practice this week. And I'm hoping that with a doubleheader this week, we can kind of figure it out how we really want to play. I think we're a little bit up and down. Defense has played really well, honestly, for as negatively as I talk about my team. But our defense has played very well. We've only allowed over 20 in the first game. So um, I'm just hoping that I like my team more after today. <laughs> but, nah, Mike Mike had, a, Mike had a bunch of catches. Chris Johnson got super involved in the offense. He had a great game. Matt Marola caught Another two great, touchdowns. Another great uh, athlete. Yeah, great athlete on my team. Marola caught two touchdowns. I just thought... Played an overall good game. Um, just kind of got to make sure everyone knows their role uh, going forward, and we kind of build out our rotation towards the end of the season. Uh, I was 20-32, to 32, 192 yards, five touchdowns and a pick. I had 18 yards rushing and a sack. Mike Dino had five catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. Also had an interception. Marola had four catches for 43 yards and two touchdowns. Morick had a catch and a sack. Chris Johnson had four catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. Also had a sack, interception, and a pass breakup. Dean Romantini had two catches for 20 yards. Scott had a catch for six yards. George had a um, a 10-yard conversion catch and a pass breakup, also had three tackles. And Chris Wallen had two catches for 20 yards and a touchdown, which is a crazy one-headed snag, honestly. Um, and then for Rutgers, Abdul was 6 of 15, 41 yards, a touchdown and two picks. Also caught a, um, 40, uh, a 35-yard touchdown and 46 yards receiving. Um, Bigford threw for 40, uh, 51 yards. Amre um, caught a touchdown. Mo had a catch and a couple tackles. Amre um, also had five tackles. Latemp had a 12-yard catch, and Bigford also had a catch for seven yards. And Amir had a catch for a yard for Rutgers. All right, that's the Week 7 uh, recap. Let's get into a little bit of a Week 8 preview. Um, 
first games of the day are first game of the day Michigan against Boston College a team I just talked up crazy um Michigan coming off their second loss of the season looking probably to bounce back in a big way I don't know anything about injuries or players missing games so I'm assuming both teams are going to be at somewhat full strength uh, um in this game, I'm looking to see if the caucus can just once again dominate another offensive line of scrimmage and just cause havoc for Tommy. Tommy does like to move around. Alex Calka is a very good mover. Um, he can move around, kind of catch quarterbacks in the backfield. Mike Calka has to just do a good job containing and keeping Tommy in the pocket and not allowing him to extend plays so that Paul he can get wide open. There is a little bit of a mismatch in terms of size in the secondary. Uh, Will Saba, Mike Oliva, and TJ Brown aren't the tallest kids, and Paulie is... Uh, 50-50 go ball getter. So um, in this game, I could see Tommy probably potentially trying to use that to his advantage as he has all season, but I think in this game could be highlighted. As for Garland, I think good matchups on the outside with John Edwards and Remy guarding Michael Leva and um, uh, fuck Will Saba and TJ Brown, guys like that. So I think both offenses are going to be able to excel a little bit. Defenses need to come to play. I think whichever team gets the couple more defensive stops and kind of turns other teams over is going to be able to win. Like I said before, Garland has not thrown interception yet. I'm going to say that trend continues through this game, and I'm going to take Boston College in a little bit of an upset. Wow, I was thinking the same thing, to be honest with you. You can take uh, it, I mean. I, you know what? Listen, if Dan Dan coming off an injury, a hamstring injury, had his hands full last week, he's going to have it even more full this 100%. week with the Corker brothers. It's going to be tough. Uh, like you said, I do like pulling the secondary against smaller receivers, but I think that's that. I think, I think yeah, I think Michael Eva backs down from nobody. 100%. Yeah, then he's well, Michael Eva gets up too, but yeah. Paul, we've seen Paulie do it to basically everyone this season. So um, I, I do think that they're gonna have to do a good job containing Paulie, not allowing him to score two plus touchdowns. Don't allow him to have the big interception. Don't allow Paulie to beat you. And I mean. And we say it every week, don't let Paulie beat you, and what does he but do? He goes out and beats you. He basically beats you. Um, uh, I think big keys for BC are keeping Tommy in the pocket and not allowing him to extend plays like he usually does. And for Boston College, I think really your key is just keep doing what you're doing on offense and defense. Your defense has been really good the last couple of weeks, and your offense, Trevor Garland gets the ball fast and making good decisions. So just keep doing what you're doing. I think you'll be in good shape. Yeah. I'm taking Boston College. Who are you taking? My, my motto is MGP, the MVP, must guard Paulie. Uh, I'm going to go with Boston College this week. Wow. Wow. Muscar Pauly. We are both on the slight underdog Boston College in this game at 9 a.m. Other 9 a.m. game, uh, Washington against Oaksterdam. Me versus Jirak. Very good game. Uh, my team coming in at 4-2. First game of our doubleheader on the day against Oaksterdam, who's playing their first game of a doubleheader on the day also. Um, I think the one kryptonite of my team this year has been, at times, we're not the best flag-grabbing teams. I have preached all week that we have to grab flags. If you're going to be Jirak, you have to contain him, make him throw, and when he does run, you have to you have to just you have to pull his flag. Jirak is huge on running to one sideline, jumping backwards, and running all the way to the other side of the field and making a big play. Um, I think that if we're gonna win, we have to just be very disciplined on defense and kind of just do what we've been talking about all week and how we're gonna stop him. He is bound to put up points. I understand that. I think we're going to have to probably score in the higher 20s to win this game. Um, I know they're without Chris Hunter, but they have a full team outside of that, I believe. I think I have a full squad showing up. Um, Hunter's a key lineman. Yeah, Hunter's a key lineman for them. And just a key guy, Jirak, is comfortable playing with him. So, um, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. Um, I think keys for them are just getting Liam the ball, and they've played pretty good defense this year, Oaksterdam. So I just think that they need to keep kind of doing what they've been doing. Um, you like Tim Howard in the back. You like Jarrock with uh, X on any team. That's a good two to have on a team. They if we go if we come out flat, we're in trouble. So I hope that my team brings the energy at 9 a.m. on a cold Saturday morning. We have a morning. confirmed sub for them for Hunter. No, they have nine, I think, so they don't have a sub. Right. They have nine guys showing up. All right. All right. Um, I'm obviously taking myself, so if you want to talk a little bit about the game at all or just make your pick. This, this is going to be a good game. Uh, looking forward to it. I think that uh, if you come with the same attitude that you did against Rutgers where a four-man line and force them to throw the ball, I think you can man up nicely against their three receivers. Yeah, I, I'm confident in my guys. I'm confident that we'll do we'll execute the game plan as best to our ability. Uh, offensively, I need to get a little more creative. I understand that Mike has not had a hard time getting open, but he's just kind of getting he's getting a lot of double teams. So I got to figure out ways to get him the ball in space and let him kind of be the dynamic player he is. Um, Don't shy away from Chris Johnson either. He, no, no, he Chris Johnson had a really good game this past week, and I'm definitely gonna have to continue to keep. But like I said, if, if you got to go man with you, Chris and and Danino, I, I I don't think you lose anything there to get the extra pressure on uh, on Jarrock at the line of scrimmage. Yep, um, definitely something we have discussed. But uh, I'm taking myself. Who are you taking? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with your team. All right, two picks for Washington, two picks for Boston College in the early 9 a.m. slate. Let's move on to the 10 o'clock slate. We'll talk quickly about my game against uh, Dexter. So we both have us coming in at 1-0. Dexter's, this is Dexter's first game of his doubleheader on the day. Me, Drog, Dexter all playing doubleheaders um, to get kind of get everyone caught up with eight games going into the last game of the season. Um, I'm not sure who's playing quarterback for them, if it's Mascara or if it's Dexter, but I know they're going to be prepared for this game because their season is on the line in this in this week. They play against me, and then they play against Justin and Ivy and Augie. So they have a, I'm not going to call it death row, but they got two very experienced teams in the league that they got to play against this week. Um, these games are both must-wins for them because they're at 2-4 and four right now, so if they get to 2-6, and six, just I, you're basically dead for the playoffs because I think four wins is going to be needed to get in. Um, in this game, we just need to do a good job stopping Elvina, kind of making life difficult for him and Harnish. Uh, my offensive line is going to have to play very well in this game. And coming off of a game, we're definitely going to be tired. But um, I don't know. I, I guess I got to have confidence in my guys to kind of rotate a lot the first game, kind of hopefully. I mean, I'm hoping we, game one, Jarrock kind of just has his worst game ever and we can kind of rest in the second half. But uh, you can't really guess, rest against Jarrock. But uh, if Dexter's running all over us, we're going to have to do the same thing we do against Jarrock. And if Matt Mascara's playing quarterback, then maybe we have to switch up the defense a little bit. Um, he, I like what I saw on him on the film, and he can kind of he can really spin it. Not that Dexter can't, but... Um, so the offense for Penn State moved okay last week. So we'll see how they come out. I imagine they're going to use both of them at quarterback at some points. Dexter is a very good receiver as well. So um, I'm not sure how they're going to play it. But they have a good team. CO is returning this week for them. Um, I'm assuming they have a full team. So they have a good offensive line so and good defensive line. So we're going to really have our hands full in the second game. Uh, Dan played really well the game before against Florida. And yeah. The only reason why he didn't play this week was I believe he had a... He had a work trip or something like that. Right. So it wasn't he wasn't removed because of bad play. So he's, no. he's coming off a good game. I don't suspect that he will not be playing quarterback. But it's nice to know that Matt could step in for you. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to have to do more. More or less, you're facing two very mobile quarterbacks. So your defense yeah. is... Uh, Definitely going to be a little Yeah, tired. you could be exhausted by the second game. Yeah, we're going to have to slow down. I think... I think um, Depending on how the first game goes, if we're able to get a win in the first game, 
definitely going to try to slow the game down against Dexter, use the entire play clock, work the game to my team's advantage where I can. Um, if we lose the first game against Rock, then maybe we're I, we're not going to be pressing, but we're definitely going to have to play a regular based game, I'd call it, I guess. But I'm worried more about Oaksterdam, and I'll kind of do... I have a simple game plan for Dexter's team like, ready to go, and I'll probably have to adjust on the fly in that, that second game. Yeah. But we have a base what we want to go to for against Dexter. Just I'm to obviously get, taking myself. Who are you taking? I'm taking you. Okay. Uh, I'll give a quick shout-out to Christian Dexter. I think he's been playing great all year. Okay. He's a, a stalwart in the, on the line, and uh, playing great ball. I, it's not like you're not getting unnoticed. You, you get noticed every week. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Christian's been a very good lineman since he came in last season. Yeah, uh, I think he does a great job snapping the ball for Dexter. I think he does a great job blocking, and he's pretty pretty good at receiving outlet for him as well. Yes, he is. Um, throughout the two seasons that he's played with them, so Christian Dexter, tough went, play doesn't back yeah, down from anybody. Hundred percent, tough player, big body, uh, third round pick this year. I thought he's, I think he's played very well for most of the games this yeah. season. Good shout out by you, though. I like that. Doesn't always throw up on the stat sheet, but makes an impact felt. Second 10 o'clock game of the day. You have Florida coming off their first win of the season against SCLSU, who is coming off a win after a three-game losing streak. Um, SCLSU gets a big win last week against Penn State, a team at the bottom of the rankings. They had to struggle kind of to get that win. Now you're playing the team who's at the last in the rankings. Um, I'm expecting Mikey and them to come in prepared. Um, I'm also expecting Deshaun to come and prepare because I know this is a little bit of a friendly rivalry between Mikey and Deshaun. They call each other out a little bit in the chat this week. It was uh, it was funny, all good, all funny games. But I do think both teams are going to come prepared. I think that um, the Mud Dogs obviously have the advantage in terms of just team camaraderie and chemistry between all ten guys that show up. Um, I think if Florida is going to win this game, they're going to have to use their offensive line to their advantage. Hopefully, Giroux, Amir, and Matt Hughes all show up. That would be a good offensive line for Deshaun to step behind. Do you know why Giroux didn't show up last week? I do not know why Giroux didn't show up last week. I hope week. he did not give up on the season. I hope he didn't either. Um, I don't think he I don't think he did because he's not that type of – he doesn't seem like that type of guy to me. I think he probably just had something, something he had to do. He came the week before when they were playing against Dexter, so um, I'm not worried about that yet. Um as for SCLSU, I think their game plan is you definitely got to score some more points. I know you pride yourself on your defense, but these low team scores that it keeps your game, it keeps your team in a guy keep making big plays to win the game uh, mode. And sometimes you definitely want to try to put more points on the board to kind of air. Do, do we know if Super Sub uh, Matt Hughes is playing for uh... for Buddy? Buddy's out for the season. Buddy's out. For yeah, Buddy's out for the season. Well, because um, he just don't want to play. I, I don't know. I don't know the reason. I don't know the reason. Yeah. He does not. Able to play, maybe I'm not sure, but he's not playing for the season. And Matt Hughes is first round pick, buddy, first round pick. So Matt Hughes is looking to play the last couple of weeks before he starts a nice. wrestling, wrestling coaching job right. at Matawan. Congratulations to yeah, that. Yeah, love Matt Hughes. O- always great to see Matt Hughes on a football. Yeah, he's field. been the last couple of weeks. I said the last couple of weeks have been different having Matt Hughes back at the field. Uh, I'll start with the picks here. Uh, I'm taking SCLSU. Not that Florida didn't show me a lot last week, but I just think that um, the champs are in in good mode right now coming off a big win last week against Penn State and they're going to keep building on that as they head into like their playoff push they did this last year kind of got it going late in the season so I'm expecting the same same thing Yeah, love Deshaun uh, one of my favorite athletes in this league one of my favorite people in this league Uh, there's no quitting him Uh, you know there are a couple of guys I don't know if they just packed it up on his team and decided not to play and you know that's an issue for them to deal with Uh, but I see it every week he comes to play every week and gives it his all Deshaun loves it yeah, leaves everything on the field. I love an athlete like that. Um, as far as, as Mikey's team go, if if any if nothing else, they're a great defensive team. 
Yeah. So it's going to be tough on uh, on Florida this week. Deshaun can't turn the ball over in this game. No, you can't. Can't turn can't. the ball over. And, and word of advice, you know what? Lean on Matt Hughes. He's a very small player with a high football IQ. Yeah. A high IQ in general. But when it comes to football, there, there are a few that uh, know as much as he does on a football field. So if he's got something to tell you in the huddle where he can expose something, I'd be all ears because yeah. – Matt, Matt's like a coach out there as well as a player. 100%. Matt, usually good for a couple play calls a game where he just sees something that he thinks he can make a play with. Um, he's been a good receiving outlet for Deshaun's team. I honestly wanted to pick Florida in this game because I think they actually look pretty well. They, Deshaun looked really good last week, but like it was against like Rutgers, who might not be one of the greater defensive teams in this league. So I want to hold my brakes a little bit. But I do like I, Florida a lot. I like Florida a lot in this game if they have that full line of Giroux with Hughes and Amir. I think that's a good line for the three That'd of them. That would be a great line, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that, that line would that's give Deshaun. That's something he's needed all season. Yeah, he needs all season. Um and he gets it late in the season, so hopefully Mikey I, is yeah. able to come out with a win. I'm taking SCLSU, but I think Florida keep close. My yeah, Mikey's struggling a little bit on offense. You know, any listen, any game you could pick it up and, and you know score thirty something points. I mean, the beginning of the season they were rolling, uh, slowed down a little bit, but like I said, that defense doesn't quit. It I think it's gonna be a little tougher for uh, for Florida this week. But uh, I, I do like the Mud Dogs in this one. Yeah, I got TJ Angstad, lock of the week. TJ Angstad, anytime touchdown score. <laughs> minus like 150 because he, he scores, scores every game. Every, yeah. He scores almost every game. So put him like minus 150 as a receiver. Um, 11 o'clock game, Iowa against Oaksterdam. We talked about Oaksterdam already. They're going to be waiting an hour in between games. They were cool with it, or Jarrock told me they were cool with it. Okay. Maybe he didn't ask. I don't really mind. I, I don't mind that if he didn't, to be honest. You do what I got to do sometimes to get the games in. Um, in this game, Jarak, we both have him going 0-1 in the first game, so I think he would come out pissed and be ready to fucking win because coming off his, just his second loss of the season, um, he would definitely not be happy the way that a game turned out if he loses to me for the second straight season. I think that um, if I was going to win, they have to expose Jarak for not being the greatest thrower. They have to make him. They have to make him throw the ball, and they have to make Liam and. Uh, Liam and Tim Howard beat them. Don't let Jarrock's legs beat you. I think that's the kind of the motto for everyone that's playing against Jarrock for the rest of the season. I think you just can't let Jarrock's legs beat you. Um, I'm looking for Iowa to kind of try to control the, uh, the line of scrimmage with Chris being out for Jarrock's team, Oaksterdam. And I think for Oaksterdam, I think um, they need to try to just kind of keep getting Jarrock running the football. I think that's their best offense. And kind of just keep getting Liam the ball and letting him make plays for you. Uh, they do a very good job Oaksterdam with lateraling so I think that's one thing that teams need to look out for when playing Oaksterdam I think they do a very good job lateraling back to Jarrock um, and kind of just extending plays yeah if I was coming into this game not playing very well defensively I don't see how they can correct it you know just like that against a, a really really good veteran savvy quarterback like Jarrock uh, they got their work cut out for them like I said uh, there are a few that can game plan better than, uh, than Sam so Sam's going to have to come up with it and I'm going to have to see Sam pick up his game again offensively. Uh, they got to get out an early lead, and they got to play some defense. Uh, can't really fall behind because uh, time and possession with a running quarterback is deadly. So uh, my advice is get out early and, and try to stay out. Uh, but in the end, like I said, I'm not really impressed with the way I always played the last few weeks. On, I'm going to go to Oaks to them. Okay, I'm also going to go to Oaksterdam, considering that I have them losing to me in the first game, so they'll definitely be looking to come out with a win. There, this is a um, possible hungry, hungrier dog situation with Iowa kind of basically playing for their season on the line this game. Um, I do think they'll come out with fight, but I just think that the Bellheimer, Bellheimer not being there, and um, it, it's a big loss to their team on both sides of the ball, so 
taking Oaksterdam, but I think that Iowa could keep it close. Jarrock has a little bone to pick with Sam Allen because, he, as he tells me, Sam Allen was my first loss in Bear Down. Like, the first season, he lost really? to Sam Allen first in the second game of back-to-back week one. Uh, so he definitely is trying to avenge that loss. Jarrock right, is, is one of those guys that will remember the things like that. When he texted me that, I was cracking up that he remembered that that was how it went. But, um, no, I'm excited for the game. I think it'll be a good one. Okay, the next 11 o'clock game is Oklahoma State against Penn State. Penn State will be playing the second game of a doubleheader against a red-hot Oklahoma State team. Uh, we talked about Penn State. We both have them coming. We both have them losing that game against me. So they'll be 0-1 season on the line, just like Iowa. They'd be at 2-5 going into that game. Um, I think that Oklahoma State is on a fucking tear right now. They figured out how they want to play. IB caught five screens last game because Michigan wouldn't step up and play on the line of scrimmage against him. Um, I think the biggest thing for Dexter's team and Penn State is just not allowing IB and them to get quick yards and easy yards. Make them work for everything. Make them break a press and just, you know, you just gotta, you gotta make them work and Elvina's gonna have to be a dominant force. Harnish is gonna have to be a dominant force, but you're going against Melozzi and Leota. Those are two big guys that you're gonna have to try to go around and I think they've done a really good job in recent weeks um, protecting Augie. I think Augie is throwing the ball with a lot of confidence right now, kind of just letting that shit fly to Augie and uh, not Augie to Justin and IB. Defense has gotten better at flag pulling over recent weeks. I've seen more guys on the stat sheet with flag pulls rather than just having Justin with sixteen of them. I think it took a midseason clash of heads of the three guys on that team to make this team work, but I like the direction they're heading. So I'm just gonna start with the picks. I'm taking Oklahoma State. Yeah, they've picked it up defensively the last few weeks, and and that's a big bonus for them. And again, I like to see, you know, keep changing it up. I wouldn't mind seeing like early, um, you know, coming out of the, your end zone out of the five-yard line, seeing a, a four-man line, maybe even a five-man line, get the ball out quick or even run it to, you know, IB or Justin. I like to see different looks. Uh, their goal line packages, I don't mind them changing that up either. Maybe throw Justin in there, maybe throw IB in there. Yeah. I think you got to just keep it, you know, keep it different. Don't yeah. don't be too predictable. Keep it fresh, yeah, for sure. They've been somewhat. They've been pretty creative this year, I think. Um, especially in the goal and the IBS view rushing touchdowns. Justin has a rushing touchdown and he had one against UNC. Um, for Penn State in this game, if you're going to win, I think you have to limit the amount of offensive possessions that IB, Justin, and Augie get to have together. I think slowing the game down, using the whole play clock, um, and having long sustained six to eight play drives, which going to win you this game. I know we haven't seen much evidence of that this season. They're more of a quick hitting offense if they're going to uh, hit. Um, they're gonna have to figure it out though. Use your lineman, get five seven yards a clip, and you're looking at your, you're looking at moving the chains each time. So yeah, big uh, matchup here is Alvina versus uh, whoever's going to be blocking. Mon- whoever Alvina wants to go at. See, really. Alvina likes to rush the quarterback's right hand side. Okay. So if you're getting. Uh, Malozzi out there, I'd like to see that matchup, even if it's Leota. Yeah, and then Harnish on the other side against whoever he's not Yeah, that's against. right. So Harnish is, is a beast. It's going right. to be interesting to see what Dexter does with his defense in both these games. Um, I'm taking Oklahoma State. You're also taking Oklahoma State. I'm going to go Oklahoma. They're hot. I got to go with them. Yeah, they're hot. They've won. Uh, uh, and want to mention, shout out to Joe Denoy. Addition to Joe Denoy makes that. It makes uh, it a big difference. Rainbow's out for the season. No coincidence, defense has picked up since you know he's, he's back there. 
you know, he's able to guard uh, the opposing team's number they one. They finally have team intensity. Yeah. Full team intensity on the field, not just a couple yeah, of guys. Yeah, I mean, you, you get a guy like Joe that can lock up one of the, the opposing teams' number one, and you got I Justin in the back. Side. Justin's in the middle, Justin yeah, in the back, that, that, in the middle. Know. They got a really good team. I like Oklahoma State going forward, and I like them this week as well. Um, we have a 12 o'clock game this week. One 12 o'clock game, a seven-game seven slate. Um, pretty good primetime matchup. UNC against Notre Dame. Ooh. Good game. Both teams coming in at four and three. Um, like we said before, Suroff looking to end a three-game skid. Finally gets his full team back this week. Joe Piscopo looking to stay in that midseason form and keep Notre Dame rolling. Um, in this game, I'm looking for can UNC start dominating in the trenches again. In the last couple of weeks, they haven't been able to dominate in the trenches the way that they've liked to in the first four games of the season. And they're really going to have to work to dominate in the trenches. I need a big game out of Suroff throwing the football. I need Suroff running the football again. Suroff only had two rushing attempts last week. I want to see that number up to five or six. You're you're pretty elusive when you get out in the open space. You make guys miss your flag. I can't, like, um, you dip, you get out, you make guys miss. So I, I need to see a little more running out of you, maybe a little more design running. Um, I can't say that you didn't throw the ball to Joe Pippoli because you did. You threw to him 11 times last week. You only caught five, he only caught five of them, but I think that's the kind of target share he deserves. Um, you get Bowen back next week. So get Bowen back in the offense. Joe Joe, get him still, get him in more involved. I think Sarov needs to do a better job on how he uses his players. Joe Pip, I haven't seen one 50-50 ball to Joe Pip yet this season. And I think that's a guy that... No offense to JoJo Stulak and no offense to Steve Bowen. I think Joe Pipp's the best on that team for 50-50 balls. Guy. Yeah, he's one of the best in the league. That's what I'm saying. So I think we need to figure out how we want to use each player a little bit better. I think um, Sarov did a good job of that in the first four weeks. Kind of gotten away from that the last uh, two or three. Defensively, UNC prides themselves on defense, but they've allowed 20 or more points in uh, each of the last two games. Can't have that if you're going to keep winning. Got to keep teams under 20 is always my motto to win games. Um... Flag pulling has been well, and I think that they kind of need to get out of their own way, and Sarov needs to go back to his decisive decision-making that he was making earlier in the season. We know that uh, Notre Dame's coming with a full squad. DeLon playing this week? I think DeLon is playing this week. Douglas is a one-week one week show. Won't be back, I don't believe. Um, Going to be Piscopo, DeLon, and Rich Ritter. Going to have to figure it that, out. That is a tough trio. Austin on the line with yeah. Frankie and Dylan Perrone. Um, they do a good job protecting Piscopo. I think Piscopo is throwing the ball at his best that he's thrown. Even I'm even including Dartmouth. I think he's throwing a lot of really good balls, really good command of the offense, playing very smart. Yeah. Not yeah. turning the ball over as much. Yeah. As with other running quarterbacks in the league, you know, the difference is Joe can sit in the pocket and throw, you know, he can. Deliver, deliver the home run ball. 100%. Uh, and, and his legs. And, and defensively, you got Ritter, DeLon, and, and Joe Piscopo, back there. Yeah. That's that's a really tough sec- secondary. They, and good flag pose. They have allowed the least amount of points in the league this year as a team. Yeah. And, and um, Austin playing on the line. And yeah, you know, Austin's no. a beast himself. They have a great team. They, the four and three record is definitely deceiving. Slash because they haven't really had a full team all season. They're kind of they've kind of been the team this year. It's always been like at seven or maybe at eight, but never have a full ten. So I'd like to see them have their full squad. I hope they do this week. Um, with that being said, I'm gonna rock with Notre Dame. So I think I. they're the team that is rolling right now. I think that they feel very confident in themselves, and I think after a little bit of an adjustment period, uh, Joe Pisquo is right back where he needs to be and his team is fully bought into how he wants to play and how he wants to do things. He gets everyone involved. Ballo scored in each of the last two two or three weeks, I think. So, uh, 
Nice. He's getting everyone involved. Rob Brankton's had a pretty good resurgence with uh, a surge, I should say, with uh, Piscopo this year. I, I forgot to mention Rob. Yeah, man. Rob had three big hedges in the Rob, last Rob's game. Rob's been playing great this year. Yep. Uh, that, that, you know what? That is a very athletic team. Very athletic team. Very A team that's ceiling is definitely championship. Yeah. With Joe I'm, the I'm, I'm going to rock, rock with Notre Dame also this week, but I'm going to call out Serhoff. I need him to show up. I agree. Show up big. I want to call. I'm call as a double call out. And, and, I'm yeah, he, out too. He, he's more than capable of doing it. I Like I said, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, you, you can win a championship with him. It's time for him to step up. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's do quick power rankings, Tommy. Then we'll get out of here. All right, Tommy. We just discussed a little bit in between a little break that we just had for our power rankings. This is a collaborated po- uh, power rankings between me and Tommy. Um, Tommy, whenever you're ready, go. All right. Ahead. At number one, we got Oaksterdam. Uh, trouble with Oaksterdam is every time they have the top spot, they have trouble holding on to it. But okay, they are number one two, this week. Would be two straight seasons. Two. We have Michigan dropping a spot after last week's loss, and it was a tough loss. They're at number two. Number three, up with a bullet, Washington takes the third spot. Notre Dame at number four. BC at number five. Mud Dogs, number six. OSU at number seven. UNC on a three-game losing streak at number eight. We just dropped UNC from three to eight in our uh, rankings. I was still, We were still high on them last week, but came out and lost another game to a team that we thought you were better than it, so we've dropped well, you the all teams the ahead today. of them. Uh, the no, teams listen, that beat them. Yeah, OSU, right. uh, BC, and they beat Mud Dogs, but I think the Mud Dogs are just playing a little bit better than the UNC is right now. Yeah. Um, keep going. Number Rutgers nine. at number nine. Iowa at number ten. Penn State at eleven. And bring up the rear number twelve is Florida. Yeah, I think uh, I think if me if my Washington squad's able to get to. 2-0 on the week, beat Oaksterdam. We might be looking at that number one spot next week. But I think those rankings are pretty fair. I think that's a little bit based on how teams are playing. You could have moved Oklahoma State up a little bit, I thought, maybe. in the We could have we deliberated for a little bit between. Yeah. We deliberated for, I'll tell you right now, the first three were pretty much, we knew what it was. Fourth was pretty, pretty I thought was pretty obvious with Notre Dame. I think five through eight is very interchangeable right now with the way teams are playing and how uh, teams have looked to now how they look now. Yeah, listen, um, OSU started off slow, but, you know, they have the talent there, and, and they're they, starting to show it now, so they're moving up. Yeah, they had two big wins yeah. last two weeks. Uh, where did we have them Where did we have them the week before, Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State the week before, we had them at number eight. So we moved them up one spot for the win against Michigan, yeah. and that's no, that's not, that's not, and I'm not saying you could, you could easily have had, we had, I think I had them at, we had them at six initially, and yeah. then we, uh, we forgot about uh, a team, yeah. so we had to uh, kind of fix it a little bit, but I think, like I said, I think four through, yeah, honestly, I think three through, uh, three through, uh, through eight. eight, honestly, like, could you put Notre Dame over us? They beat us. Yeah, I could, could do that. Yeah. You could easily did that. Um, I think three through eight is very liquid. I think Michigan is a very good team. They did lose this past week to Oklahoma State, but I do still think they – I honestly you know, think Michigan – BC beat Notre Dame too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. That was early in the year. Uh, different Notre Dame team than it is now. Yeah, you got Championship Joe yeah, on no, the team. Yeah, 100%. Um, I personally believe Michigan is the best team in the league right now. Who do you think the best team in the league is right now? I know we had the number two in the power rankings, but power rankings also is how have you played lately. Yeah, Michigan's still strong. I mean, that was a tough game. They beat a good – I mean, they lost, they lost to a good a really team. Good, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah they, I, I think I still Michigan did, is the best team be, in the league yeah. right now. But I think, I think the championship is wide open right now for anyone to go and grab. Playoffs are going to be very interesting. Last two weeks are going to be very interesting. Um, 
with all that being said, Tommy, thank you again for doing the podcast with me because TJ yeah. doesn't know how to show up to the games. <laughs> well, got a lot, got a lot of, got a lot of games going on himself, coaching and whatnot. But it's okay. Uh, please subscribe on all podcast platforms that you listen on. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Um, we will see you at the field on Saturday. Peace. Peace.